Hello, my name is Scott Bradley, and this is the Scott Scott Podcast, and I'm joined by Matty T. How are we, my man? I am buzzing, mate. I am buzzing, thank you. What a night that was at Ibrox, mate. Rangers what? 3, Rapid Vienna 1. What an absolute fantastic night. Alfredo, Alfredo, <laughs> Al- oh man, I'm absolutely buzzing, mate. What a performance that was, mate. We were outstanding. First half, I thought there wasn't much in it, right? Obviously, they scored, and it was miles offside. I did not even need a replay for that. It was miles offside. It was, and the fact that the, the assistant ref is, like, literally two yards away from it, didn't see it, was unbelievable. Like, there were the two players offside, and originally passed it to player. He was offside, and he passed it to the guy who crossed it in. He was offside as well. Um, thankfully, it didn't mean anything, but it was terrible, terrible decision by the, by the officials. And I thought Rangers responded very well. We showed a lot of fight, we went and got the equaliser by Alfredo Morelos, who I thought was outstanding tonight. He was fantastic, he bullied their defence, and for a small guy, he is strong as anything. Yeah, he's, 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 very, he's very stocky, he's got kind of a low centre of gravity, I would say, so he doesn't get pushed off the ball easily, and that's one of the best performances I've seen him in a Rangers shirt, I, I must admit. Um, it's very hard to disagree with me. I thought Morelos was outstanding. He his link up play is fantastic. His awareness it's outstanding. He I, honestly I cannot stop raving about this guy. And you know from day one I've always been a Morelos yep. fan, and tonight he was honest to God the best player in the park, and that was hands down I think the best performance I've seen him uh, playing for Rangers. Hands down the best performance I've seen of Fredo Morelos in a Rangers jersey. Well, I, I can't agree more, like you said, he's absolutely fantastic, he was everywhere, um, the, the defenders just could not cope with him, and obviously he got his goals, and right at the end, he was running, right at the end, he still had the energy to, to run up, half, half up the pitch, and yeah, yeah, second, yeah, absolutely, and then second half, right, we just came right out of the traps, we got right in their faces, and we totally dominated them, dominated them completely, so we did, in every single area, we just completely destroyed them. We did. We did. They, they, they just could not get out whatsoever. The only thing I would say is we were kind of maybe lacking the final ball at times. I think Scotty Arfield had a few opportunities where they could have passed it earlier or whatever, but at the end of the day, we were fantastic. We were getting the right positions and we weren't getting the opposition at times on the ball. I just couldn't get out there on half and it was a memorable Performance. What a night it was, mate, because I was there, right, and, and I think you can tell I've had a few drinks, right, quite rightly <laughs> so, so, but the atmosphere was unbelievable, mate, it was, last time Rangers were in Europe, like, properly in Europe, was seven years ago, and it was against PSV, and tonight, it was something special, mate, honest to God, towards the end, mate, I'm not going to lie, man, I was holding back the tears, it was emotional, it was emotional, <laughs> mate, it was, what, I'm absolutely buzzing, I'm on cloud nine, um, but obviously, um, as you were saying <laughs> uh, about Scotty Arfield, I, I don't think he had a great game tonight. He was, he was quite quiet, I thought, at times. Um, Cooler Bally, I thought, was good. First half, uh, Ajaria was quite weak. He wasn't he, good at all. But second half, night and day. Honestly, he was superb second half. He worked really, really hard. And I know... Uh, you're not a big fan of him, and I've got reservations about him, right? I've got concerns about him. But Big Warrow, I thought he was uh, alright tonight. He put in a shift. Yeah, definitely. Like I, like I um, voiced previously, uh, maybe not the point, but um, to you in general, I thought it, it wasn't great. I thought Katic was... I still think Katic is a much better defender, but Warrow had his best game in the Rangers shirt tonight, he looked calm and composed on the ball, he dealt with anything they had to throw at us very, very well, um, and I think he goes to the occasion, and I have to admit, he proved me wrong, yeah. uh, I'm still quite Catholic, but Warrow, Yeah, I've still got concerns about Warrow, obviously, but tonight was, I thought it was a, a very good performance, Ron, we've done well, worked hard, um, Big Flanagan put in a shift as well, mate, uh, I've always said that Flanagan would be a player for us, 100%. And see, when I seen uh, the lineup and the system we were playing, it was a 4 3 3 again. And I was like, like why are we playing that? Like, why not go, go back to the 4 5 1? Because the 4 5 1 system had been working for us so well this season, and I just couldn't understand the logic behind it. And then I was saying at half time to some of the boys, I was like, right. Why don't we go back to four five one? We need to go back to four five one. Like this four three three is not working. But my God, second half, 
we made it work. Definitely. Um, I think we've got to a few times. I think it has worked quite a lot of time, to be honest. Uh, it's just whenever we've slightly tweaked it, playing three at the back or two up front, um, it's not worked. But I think most of the time it has worked for us, and tonight, obviously, it worked wonders. Uh, Cooley Bally, uh, Jari and Arfield, that's quite a good mix in there. Um, and Candace and Kane will work, work, work hard all night for you. And Morelis, like we've mentioned, he's, he's a man up top that can do the business. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, we got a penalty. Stonewall mm-hmm. penalty, all day long. All day long penalty. Obviously, Morelis um, got to the ball winner first, and then the defenders just came through to complete out, and referee had, had no, no uh, error in making it. I know, it's you, because he had that pause, and I was yeah. thinking, no, please don't tell me. Please don't tell me he's actually not going to give this. And then he gave it. Then Big Tav stepped up and I was like, please, please, please. Like, I cannot watch it. And then see when Tav done that, he took a, a big uh, deep breath, right? He was like, here we go. And I was like, oh no, he's going to miss. And he's buried it. And I was, oh, what a moment that was, mate. What a moment. Oh, That's where what moment. I got like, just uh, erupted. It, I know, absolutely. I was watching telly, unfortunately. I couldn't go uh, for various reasons but on the telly I, I could tell the atmosphere through the telly when he, he went in it I thought the telly was going to explode but Tab um, he's not missed a penalty since the semi-final against Celtic a few years back and mm-hmm. he's bagged everyone since and I said in an interview afterwards um, in the interview I asked him were you nervous about taking that penalty and he was like no nah, I was confident and I could tell that confidence like, even if the keeper went the right way there was no way he was saving that that was, mm-hmm. that was um, a textbook penalty no, oh, definitely. And um, as, you, as we were uh, talking about uh, just there, um, about the final ball tonight, the final ball was a wee bit questionable. And one thing I don't understand, right, our crosses uh, in that game, I don't want to be like negative at all, right, but it has to be said. And we'll allude to it, uh, we'll talk about it um, later on as well when we're, when we're on the living game. But see our final ball at times, it's not been great, right? And why are we trying to play high crosses into the box when we've got Alfredo Morelos in the box, right? Who is about five foot eight, five foot nine, and defend, and he's up against defenders who are, who are about six foot two, and they're just going to eat up those kind of crosses, you know. So I don't understand the logic behind that. If we had big Kyle up top, of course, get the high balls in. But if we've got a big, a big Alfredo up top, um, we need to get the low crosses in. Yeah, definitely. Um, sometimes it works so, but a lot of the time it doesn't work um, it's mostly like, like hitting hope at times you yeah, know like when we've got Alfredo like, up top we'll hit the, the long ball into the box we're hoping that a defender will make a mistake and then like Arfield or Ryan Kent or Alfredo would get on the end of it you know so I, I don't understand that but tonight full credit to Stevie G and the players second half we were outstanding, utterly dominated them tonight. And what is it with Rangers? It was a common theme now. First half, we're poor. Second, we're fantastic. I know, I know. I don't know if it is. Like, I think, obviously, Steve G gets some fired up at half-time. Um, whatever, but maybe we fired up um, from the start. And obviously, that atmosphere, there's no way you couldn't be fired up from the start. Uh, I think it was a bit cagey first half. Um, I don't think our performance was terrible, to be honest, in my opinion. Um, obviously, we got the goal back after 40 seconds. I think as soon as we got that goal, that's when we kind of kicked into gear and continued that in the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, no, definitely, the second half and a lot of the games has been has been a lot better. Um, but as long as we're getting the results, it, it doesn't really matter in the, in, the, in the short term. But in the long term, you want to be playing well 90 minutes, but... So full time, like I said, if you're getting the result, that's all that matters. Yeah, it was something. It was something really special about tonight, mate. It was after all the the crap we've been through, playing in the championship, losing at home to Anna Athletic, just going through all the, the the like the nonsense, like administration liquidation, and to come through through all that stuff, and look at us now. That tonight was really really special. Place was rocking. I thought it was going to go deaf, it was that loud. <laughs> it was it was fantastic. And just to think, mate, four years ago, uh, around about this time, Alan McCoy's tendered his resignation, right? We were about third in the championship. We were in turmoil. We were in absolute turmoil. Then, not long after Coyce tendered his resignation, Kenny McDowell took over. And then, just a shambles, to say at least in four years on, mate. We're top... Of our group in the Europa League, we've drew the Villarreal away from home, 
beat Rapid Vienna at home three one, and Steven Gerrard's our manager. Can't beat it, mate. Cannot beat it. Ten games in Europe. We could our own Scottish record with ourselves. We could that, and to go from like you said where we were to where we are now, it's just and four years as well. Four years isn't a long time. It was, and see a big Alfredo, that guy's just grown in confidence, mate. He, he is, he's only going to get better, and he's had a proper pre-season, mate. He's a great player right now, but he just needs to keep this up, he needs to be more consistent with his uh, performances, and that guy will go for a lot of money. He will. Oh, 100%. Uh, do, you think, do you think he'll go in the next season? Um, I hope not, but if we get a good bid in... Uh, that meets his valuation, and then I would be like, fair dues. If it's over 10 million, I'd be like, okay, fair enough. I'll accept that, definitely. Nothing less than 10 million. I think yeah, 10 million has to be the kind of minimum because obviously he's just sitting on your contract. Um, so they're not going to, definitely not going to go on the cheap. And for pits and performances like that, and in Europe every, every other week, and he does it in the league as well, um, he's going gonna to cost his. Yeah, I'm going to get his big bucks, sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, you're right, mate. You, are, you definitely are. And uh, what was I going to say there? But I have to admit, Ryan Kent, I want to mention him quickly. What, oh, yes, that's what I was actually about to bring up. Um, what a performance by him. Like, I think I said in the post before, I wasn't convinced by him at the start, but my God, he's just going from strength to strength to strength. And tonight, anything he got in the ball, he was driving at players and... He, made, he, he didn't need him on the head handle and we just filming him to, to stop him and that would give us the opportunity to put the ball in the box about that um, but Ryan Kane what an, what an absolute start he'll be yeah I would love to get him on a permanent basis mate I'll tell you that definitely definitely um, I, I, I'm in Kula Valley are the two ones that I'd, I'd like to keep permanently if I had to choose mm-hmm. what did you make of uh, Ajaria then because obviously opinion is split on his area right now uh, amongst the, the Rangers support um, I'm willing to give him a chance I think there's something there, there I think there's something there mate. there's something there to work with and t- this, his second half performance I thought was like fantastic he, he worked uh, tremendously hard put a shift in and he showed some signs of quality as well he's, he's, uh, he won a good, a good uh, amount of tackles as well um, I think there's something to work with there there is result tonight mate I still think we need to go back to the 4-5-1 and in my opinion I never thought I would say this right but see at half time I was thinking right we need to take Ajari off and bring on Andy Haldy I was actually thinking that and you know I'm a fierce critic of Andy Haldy like he's made a good start to the season uh, so he has uh, every time I've seen him he's been absolutely fine he's done he's done well but last year I was a fierce critic of him and at half time I was thinking you know what bring Haldy on and put him holding mid that because I don't know like I'm not st- I'm still not convinced by the 4-3-3 I, I just I'm, I'm just I'm not mate you know I, th- I think I think it'll work I think yeah, I know it worked tonight but I still want to go back to the old system we had like the 4 5 one. I, I still think that is our best system and obviously tonight played well second half Got the result, dominated the game, but the four five one, that's the one system I want us to revert back to. Well, to be fair, four five one, four three three, as long as we're, we're getting the Results that's it, mate, you know. I, exactly. I, I, it's, I, 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 I
Promotion, obviously, it's a big thing, football, but as long as we get results, um, that's all that matters, I think. Um, but no, you're right, if, if, I think certain games suit certain, certain um, formations and that. Um, but I think, Steve, you still try to figure out his best formation, um, so I think it will change again at the weekend against Hearts. Um, but 4 5 1, it has worked, and mm-hmm. we get results with it, go ahead, but I'm just happy. Yeah, that, that's a good wee segue. Um, is there anything else you want to add about tonight? Um, we've gone forever, um, but no, I don't think so. Oh, just what you think I want to add as well. Stevie G took a while to make substitutions tonight, didn't he? I, I noticed that. I was thinking, right, okay, it's 1-8, it's 75 minutes, whatever it was. Maybe start to change some things, then... I think it was going to bring middle in on, and then obviously we got the penalty, we scored, that kind of changed his plans a wee bit, but yeah, definitely I'll take a while before he considered making changes. I was actually going to, like, I was saying to some of the boys, I was going to, like, if I was a manager, I would have took off Morelos, because he started to get a bit tired, right? But obviously I was wrong, but it was only because he looked a bit tired, and I was thinking, right, bring him off, and bring on Kyle Lafferty, and then... Stevie G kept him on, uh, Marielos won the penalty and he got the third goal, so obviously I was wrong about that, but uh, yeah, I, was, I was surprised he took that length of time to bring on uh, players, you know, I was, I was surprised at that, but then again, mate, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day, you know, we won, we won 3-1, yeah. and obviously I think everyone can tell I'm absolutely wrecked, but quite at least so, mate, Rangers won the night. <laughs> And Quite top likely. of the group. And do you think we can get out of this group, mate, before we move on? I'd say at the start, uh, if you should go back and listen to the pod. Oh, yeah, and then Ben was trying to... Oh, we'll mention Ben in a minute, by the way. Thanks, <laughs> Big Ben <laughs> Baker. Um, as you were saying, you even were saying, um, I think we can get out of this group. I think we've got a good chance of actually making it out, you know? And you were saying... You, what was you, you said? Ten points we can get? Then Ben, ben basically tried points. to laugh at you. He did. I'd say 10 points. What I thought was, we'll beat Rapid Vienna twice, which we've already done. We can lose to um, Villarreal twice, that's fine. So that's 6 points. Uh, if we beat Spartak at home, that's 9. And if we draw them away, that's 10. But the way we're on course, we could get more than 10. But if we get that 10 target that I set out at the start for my predictions, we'll, we'll get out. But I think we've got mm-hmm. a very, very good chance of doing it. Yeah, I think, I think we've got a good chance, mate. Obviously, I, I didn't think we would get out of the group. I don't think we had really had much of a chance, I'm being honest. Because obviously Europa League is a bonus. No one expected us to make it. And we did. And when I seen the group, I was thinking, you know what, right, I don't see us making it out of it. But after that Villarreal game, that gave me a new lease of life. It gave me some new hope. And after tonight, I f- I'm fully confident, mate, we can get ourselves out of this group. Definitely. Um, you've got to just take perform. You've got to take uh, confidence from performances. Obviously, very ill, very difficult away again. Got a draw. Absolutely dominated tonight. Got the victory, and we play Spartak next. Naturally, obviously they, they won against Villarreal, so they're going to be a, a very good team. Mm-hmm. Um, but we we just need to concentrate on ourselves and think. Listen, we can take this mob on, and um, I, I think we think we'll beat them, and that will take us to seven points and put us in a very good position. You're right, mate. And obviously, Villarreal drew for each tonight. Exactly. Oh, listen, I, I didn't, I didn't, sorry, my, my apologies. I uh, Spartak drew with them, I so. Aye, Villarreal drew for each tonight, mate. Ah, so. sorry, I did. I, I, um, got mixed up there, but yeah. Listen, if it, listen, mate, if Villarreal got two draws now, maybe I'm not as good as people think they are. Mm-hmm. See, um, so, like, sorry, I, I'm harping on about Rangers so much here, but this has to be said, right? But I, need, I just want to ask you about this. Um, so, what would be your ideal formation? Like, if. Right, your Rangers manager, what would you play? What would you play uh, against Hearts this Sunday? Would you go 4-5-1, 4-3-3, 4-2-3-1? What would you go? And who, who would be in the, your midfield? I'd go 4-3-3, that would be my system. Would it? Who would you have in the midfield? Koulibaly, uh, obviously. Uh, I feel like that midfield I'd have Koulibaly, um, Arfield, and, and probably Mitchell Bertrand. Koulibaly, Arfield, Nigeria. Um. Maybe what about McCrory? I put McCrory in there, um, maybe in place of Anjaria. Uh, um, McCrory's better at holding mid, I think. Exactly. So we've got Cooley Valley for that. So yeah. we've got options there. Uh, maybe drop Arfield. Um, that, I mean, that's Valley. why I, I don't know what it is, right? But ah, it's the four-five-one system. I much prefer it because obviously, like when you play it with a holding mid. 
I feel as though the, the defence has got much more protection, right? And you can put McCory at holding mid, and then you would have, uh, in the midfield, you have Koulibaly, Arfield, uh, you've got Koulibaly, Arfield, and... Damn Jack. Mm, or Ajaria, Jack or Ajaria. What's up with Ryan Jack right now? Uh, he's injured. Injured? Do you know how long he's out for? Uh, I, think, I don't think he's out for too long. It's, I don't think he's as serious as like, previous injury. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it should be back not for hearts but I think it should be back in the next few weeks yeah definitely but as you know my thoughts mate I would go 4-5-1 but overall mate what a night that was for Rangers outstanding um, doing Scottish football proud mate uh, unlike the, the other side of Glasgow and that's a good <laughs> segue um, so let's talk about Celtic mate let's talk about Celtic they got about 3-1 tonight of Salzburg it was um I only seen a wee bit the first half, and from what I got told, right, I'm just been totally honest, right? From what I got told in the first half, Celtic were pretty fine, they were decent, but and I seen the full second half, second half, Celtic. I'm not just saying this, Celtic were shambolic. They were, they were terrible. Um, and I'm not. That's not me. Just being a Rangers fan, say that. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. Uh, but if Ben, oh, uh, if Ben was on, right? Ben would say the exact same. But I mean, let's let's expose Ben before we continue, mate. Ben Baker is not on Scott score tonight, right? Right, because for one, Rangers won tonight, and two, Celtic lost. So Ben is currently in fire water, raging, and I quote, he's raging, and he's and I told him I was going to expose him on the podcast. I'm going to let everyone know that the reason he's not on is because he's about getting drunk to drown his sorrows because Rangers won and Celtic lost. So sorry, Ben, my man. It had to be said. I had to let the fans know that you're a shite bag. So, Matt, continue. Um, so, yeah, Celtic were absolutely terrible. Um, first half, they were, they, were, they were good, I would say. Edward took his goal fantastically. Um, it was a really well-taken goal, but then it didn't really kick on from there. And Salzburg had 25 shots the whole game. Mm-hmm. 25 shots, that is, that is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And Celtic had four. Um, Salzburg had 65 possession. They absolutely dominated Celtic. Um, and it's it's very it was a very poor performance. Even though Salzburg, we all know the great team, they've got a some beaten record at home in forty nine games it is now or something. Um, but Celtic really think they're good as they are, they need to be putting a better performance in that and it was, it was absolutely... I've seen Brendan Rodgers change the system up tonight, 5-3-2, Griffiths and Edward, he gave it a go, my opinion, did not work. No, it, no, it, it did it, not work. Um, and I think he has tried to kind of play them together now, um, but Griffiths did look fit to me, and Edward had a decent game, he got his goal, um, but it, it didn't work whatsoever. No. Uh, I, I don't know what it was about the Celtic tonight, but they were... They just looked scared, you know. They, they looked scared. They were not up for the occasion whatsoever. In second half, they were just all over the place, especially defensively. Extremely poor. Jack Kendry, he's the gift that keeps on giving, you know. He is the gift that keeps on giving. He is terrible. My God. That guy, how does he get a game at Celtic? What does, like, I feel as though Brendan Rodgers is being so stubborn and he's thinking, you know what? Right, I, I feel I feel as though there's something there. I'm going to keep playing him until he plays good to try and prove all these doubters wrong because I signed him. You know, that's my that's just my theory. But my God, Hendry, all over the place. He just gets worse and worse every single time I see him. He is. He's he's he's, he's not a good player. Um, Simonovic was on the bench. I think he's probably one of Celtic's best defenders. Um, unless he's not fit, I don't understand why he wouldn't start him over Jack Hendry, who's been struggling. Um, for well, basically since the came to Celtic, um, it looks like a, looks like a Dion Headlights to me. Um, he does say yeah, I've said it many, many, many times. The jersey is far too big for the boy, you know. It is, it is, um, and he likes to, he likes to he gets the ball, and he likes to go wander, and a lot of time either, yeah, either pass it back or pass it to side or gets dispossessed or whatever. But and even defending was a fault for one of the goals tonight. He just didn't have his man. And and it's not down to boy confidence. If if he is going to improve, if he is going to be a better player, take him at the side for that. We will get his confidence back. If he can keep playing and keep having bad performances, it's not going to do him any good whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And Craig Gordon, mate, how bad we see? My God, I've said it for a long, long time. Ever since I started this podcast, 
I do not rate Craig, Craig Gordon whatsoever. And tonight, further backed up my point. He is extremely poor. That guy cannot catch a cold, in my opinion. <laughs> He's yeah, he's terrible. And one of the goals, um, I think it was their first or second. I can't remember which one. He got a hand to it, and it's kind of wet under his hand. Um, you need to have a strong hand, like get lower and push it away. Um, he's he's not a good keeper. Like, what he once was a fantastic keeper. He was once, you know, he was a fantastic keeper. Like, there's, no, there's no denying that. But now he's he's absolutely terrible. And I'd, I'd give Scott Bain a chance to be honest. Yeah, yeah, I think most Celtic fans would. Scott Bain, it's not like he's the be-all and end-all, but I'll tell you what, <clears throat> he's solid and he's better than Craig Gordon. Oh, definitely. And Celtic have been trying out for a goalkeeper for a long time. I've said that numerous times on the podcast. Celtic need a goalkeeper, you know, like a proper good goalkeeper. Look at look what we've got. We've got Alan McGregor, the best keeper in Scotland. Anyone that says otherwise, they're, they're silly. You know, they, 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 he's just daft. McGregor is hands down the best keeper in the land. 36 years old, maybe. I think we can get another four seasons out of that guy. Definitely, and obviously you just need to look at keepers. I'll take Bifflin, for example, obviously, not comparing the two whatsoever, but he's, what, 40, 41 or something, and he's still going, still top of his game, so keepers, I don't think age matters with him. Mm-hmm. Um, if we can get another, we've got a two-year contract, I think, um, if we can get that extended, if he performs well, he could, he could be here for another four seasons, like you said, at least. Yeah, and obviously, James Forrest, red card. Uh, do you think it was a red? I do. Yeah, uh, so I think that. It, was, uh, so it, was, it wasn't harsh at all. People were saying it's harsh. But, hey, um, fair enough, if, if he's all over, right? But then Addy was falling over. He wrapped his, round, his arm round um, the Salzburg player and brought him down. Then Forrest fell and he tripped over. The player tripped over Forrest, but the only reason he tripped over was because um, Forrest wrapped his arm around him and dropped him down, and then he fell over him. Mm. Uh, and it was, a, it was a blatant red card. Yeah, you're right, mate. And that's the thing. Big uh, with Celtic right now, they're not in a good place. They're not. Uh, I don't care what anyone says. They have declined. They have. Ben doesn't think they've declined. I don't know how. I mean, they, they clearly have the claim, right? For example, last year they're in the Champions League, this year they're in Europa League, right? Last year, at this point, they never lost two games, they were unbeaten. Now, this year, they've lost two in the league to Hearts and Kamarnock. And where are they in the league? Like fifth, fourth? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, um, exactly. So, it, like, obviously, Rangers um, are in the same predicament, in a sense, as them. Like, we've not won away from home in the league they have not won away from home in the league but to say that Celtic have not declined is in my opinion delusional and if Ben was here I would say that to him you know and I, Celtic are not in a good place and I'm very interested to hear Ben's thoughts on uh, Celtic right now especially after that performance because that second half performance they were all over the place defensively they were lost they there was no there was no leaders on that park. There was no leaders uh, in that team uh, tonight in that Celtic team. There was none. They were just all looking at each other completely blank, clueless. And Griffiths, like, obviously Rogers gave me his chance tonight. Two up top with Big Edward. Griffiths didn't perform. And obviously yeah. I said in the podcast last week, I think Rogers has got something against Griffiths. Because any time he does well, he always tries to like Griffith, uh, Rogers would always try and dismiss it or always try and find a negative in it, you know? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, no, I have to admit, one of the players I thought was alright was Malumbu. Um I thought he, he had a good game. Obviously, came in for Brown, who, who is injured, I think. Um, and to be fair, Malumbu done his job. He, he's, always, he's always been good in the ball. There's no doubt about that. But his defensive side tonight, um, for the most part, was alright. He obviously lost the one I've said to the performance tonight, which was terrible. Um, but Melinda was probably the only player I'd probably give pass marks to. Yeah. And maybe Edward as well. <laughs> and uh, um, obviously, but, um, it was a, a really bad result for Celtic tonight. Do you think they'll get out of the group? Uh, honestly, I, I, I can't see it. Um, right now, in the group, they are... Let me get that up. They're third in the group just now. Third in the group? Third in the group. And I can't seem to get out. I think Salzburg will, will win the, win the um, group quite easily. 
and even the lights are struggling at the moment. Um, I can see them getting past Celtic. I, I just unless Celtic really vastly improve, um, I can't see them getting out. See, be fair to Ben, right? Ben did say um, this game is going to be really, really tough. He did say that, and he has said that he thinks Celtic have got a harder group than us. And the way it's going now, mate, he's, I think he's probably right. Um, because obviously Celtic are toiling just about... Like they won their opening game, right? But they've lost tonight. Uh, it's not looking too great for them just now. Um, but that's the thing. It's going to be tough. It will be tough for them to try and get that group. And as you said, they really need to start improving sooner than later, rather than later. Because if they don't start improving soon... That's them, they're out of Europe, you know. And <laughs> they need to put, pick up their league form as well, that's for sure. But um, we'll uh, quickly move on from that, and we'll briefly talk about some of the SPFL uh, results from the weekend. Very brief, obviously, we um, don't want to keep Matthew hanging uh, <laughs> for ages, but obviously we'll go over the Rangers' Levy result of the weekend, I mean, it has to be said, you know. Um, but that was a really dire performance compared to tonight. Tonight, I mean, compare tonight's performance to... The Levy game, night and day, but the Levy performance, wh- where did that come from? We were atrocious. We were, we were shocking, obviously. Coming from recent highs, beating AR4-0, beating St. Johnson 5-1, um, I thought we were going to just keep going and going and blasting teams away. Um, but I knew, we both knew that Livingston were going to be a hard, hard place to come to. Um, they've been fantastic this season, but they're still totally That pitch hard. is terrible. What is that pitch all about? How is that allowed in the top flight? That pitch is atrocious. That pitch shouldn't even be eligible in junior leagues. It is terrible. Like, you've seen the pellets bouncing up when the players are running. It's, 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 a, it's a shocking pitch, to be honest. Um, it's the worst I've seen, mate. It, hands down, it's the worst I've seen. I don't know why. The, the the SFA, SPFL, whatever, allow plastic pitches in the top flight. It's shambolic. It is. It's terrible. Um, and obviously it causes a lot of injuries. Um, take Jamie Murphy, for example. The, um, the, the, mate, it's staggering the amount of players that get injured on uh, plastic pitches. The number is absolutely outrageous. It is. It is. I don't know why it's allowed. It is, but to be honest, as much as we can more about the pitch, I don't think the pitch identity. Yeah, exactly. Something. I'm not using that as an excuse because we were terrible. We were, we were just from start to finish, awful. We deserved nothing out of that game. It, like and even Stephen Gerrard said, we could have been there for a couple of days. We probably still wouldn't have scored. We, like that's what I mean. Like we lack quality all over the pitch. All the players lost up individual battles as well. And a final ball, I know I alluded to that earlier on, about a final ball tonight in the first half, it wasn't great, but tonight, uh, against Livingston, our final ball was atrocious. My God, it was just awful. It was, and obviously, going back to the um, St. Johnson games, I don't think everything that went forward, we thought we were going to score, we had that, a bit of invention there, um, but against Livingston, I saw none of that, we just kept playing it long for some reason, uh, maybe... Because of the fact that they thought, you know, just play it long. Um, but that just plays right into Livingston's hands. They could deal with that all day long. Yeah, they were eating them it. up. They were eating up those uh, our crosses. And when we were just going route one, when we were going direct, they were just eating them up. But yeah. I'm not against going direct. But why go direct when you've got a Fredo Morelos up top? I don't get that. Like, if you're going to go direct, have Big Kyle up top. You know, who's about six foot something. Don't have a wee Alfredo up against defenders who are six foot two. I know it's, it's never going to work in Kia Kilke, obviously former Rangers man, captain of Livingston, um, had an absolutely um, fantastic game getting one over his, obviously his, his former club. Um, and it, like you said, he's played right into the hands of Fred, was never going to win those duels. Definitely, he did start, um, but he wasn't in the game, to be honest. No, that's right, yeah, that, that's right, yeah, you know what, actually, you know what, uh, Kyle Laffey was that non existent, I forgot he was playing there. Um, but yeah, we played a 4-3-3, right? But Morelos was more centre, and that's the thing I don't get, right? Why we were just hoofing these long balls, right? Up to, we were hoofing them up to Morelos, we weren't hoofing them up to Kyle Lafferty, we were hoofing them up to Alfredo Morelos, you know? And as, like, as you were saying, mate, like, we were just all, all like all over the pitch. We were just we were, we were terrible. We were. 
and no, not one of the players would get a pass mark, not one. No, no, not at all, and they deserved their, their victory in the uh, Dolly Menger. This is first goal first goal in five years, years mate, aye, first goal in five years, mad. And it was mad, it's going to come against us, obviously. Um, but, no, he, I thought he played fantastic for Livingston, um, and even though he's not, up until that point he hadn't scored, I always thought he'd be a danger, because uh, he works hard and gets in your face and that. Um, but he had a fast class of game, so did the rest of Armiston, and got their credit to him. Not one of our players, like you said, really got a pass mark, but I would say every single one of theirs did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and mate, see, Levy, Levy could have won that about 3 or 4 now, and we would have no complaints because we were that bad. I don't know where it came from, I don't know why we were so poor, right? I, don't, I really don't, but I felt as though I was watching a Mark Warburton Rangers team. That's how bad it was. It was, it was terrible. Obviously, we're going to have games like that um, during the season, but not when we're on a high, it just, it just kind of came out of nowhere. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's a major work, but more bit in days, not the Stephen Gerrard fast attacking football that we're used to. Um, but like, like Robin, you still always say, we go again next week. Yeah. In... Uh, that's where you were texting me about the game and you were saying you weren't exactly convinced by Warrell, you'd not been impressed by him. Yeah. Nah. Nah, no, I, no, I agree with you 100%. Um, it was, it was poor that day, everyone was poor that day, especially Zaria, he looked very weak, he was just non-existent. And honestly, no one get, gets past much that day, it was a really, really poor performance, but tonight the, the boys turned up and we put in a shift. We definitely did. But the same thing is, mate, our home form's brilliant. When we play away from home in the league, I don't know what's up. Like, see, when we're playing Hearts this Sunday, I'm very confident going into that game. Even right after that Levy game, I was very confident about going into the game tonight and the game this Sunday. Because at home, we're brilliant. Away from home in the league, especially, I don't know what it is. We need to sort this out because we have not won away from home in the league since February. That's just embarrassing, really. But then again, mm. then again, right? You see, it's that right now it's a brand new team. It's a brand new team, new manager, new coaching staff, and you really can't compare this team to the the slash Murray era. No, you can, and it's obviously it's definitely to see that the has to be said obviously um, before we move on Livy a very physical side remember I said that in the podcast last week Livy are a very mm-hmm. physical side they're not dirty they're, they're physical Motherwell I would say are a very dirty side for example they are but Muller, uh, Livy very physical they, they they get the job done their, their midfield is hard to break down they're extremely well organised very well disciplined uh, disciplined so they are Um Full credit to them, mate. They played some good stuff as well. And what a start they've made under Gary Holt. He's yet to lose his living manager. I know, it's brilliant. And I think, based on the start already, they'll have absolutely no problems staying up this season. And if they continue this form, they could easily get top six. Um, I think it will eventually drop off. Um, I do. Um, not anytime soon, but I think they will well eventually drop off. But they can have no complaints with Gary Holt Jr. so far, and I think he'll do just fine. Yeah, full credit to Livy. They absolutely deserved that result. They were brilliant on the day, and we got what we deserved. We got battered, so we did. And uh, but obviously, Steven Gerrard is a young manager. He's going to make mistakes. You need to have patience, and I've said that from day one. We need to have patience. It's not going to be a quick fix. Right, he's three months into the job. This team is three months old. We've made major progress right now. And when you compare the squad we've got right now to last season, it's unbelievable. It's night and day. We are 
in a much better place right now and we are only going to get better as the season goes on. And some Rangers fans were overreacting after that result. Yeah, totally unacceptable. We should not be losing to Livy. But we did and we're going to learn from it and we're only going to get better. I mean, you have patience. That's it. Give them give time and we'll come good. And you're seeing the rewards, like for example tonight, getting a great result. We're batting Europe. Rangers are on, we're on the rise. We might not win the league this year, but I tell you, like we'll be winning it soon. But definitely one thing's for sure, mate, we're going to be making a challenge. Rangers will be making a challenge this year, 100%. Yeah, we definitely, we definitely will be. Um, and anyone disagrees, I think, is either in denial... Either or, or either wind up. Or either in denial or either wind up. Cough, cough, Ben Baker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, he's going to sit there and be like, what a fucking prick he is, man. <laughs> right. <laughs> So, uh, we'll talk about uh, Hearts, obviously. Hearts are absolutely flying right now, mate. Uh, they are killing it. They're absolutely killing it. Uh, they beat St. Johnson 2-1 at the weekend. Uh, good performance yet again. Stephen A. Smith never got a goal, surprisingly. It's not like him. Because <laughs> he's starting the season off brilliantly. Um, they totally dominated St. Johnson, so they did. Standard performance for Hearts nowadays. Um, but, at the top, sitting top of the league, mate. They're sitting pretty at the top of the league, man. Yet to lose. Of only the only team they dropped points against was Livy. Yeah, and obviously we've discussed them and how good they have been. It hurts, it's unbelievable. I don't think anyone would have predicted this. Um, 19 points, um, 5 points cleared at the top, um, and it doesn't look like they've got any, any style of stopping anytime soon. I think they've got very good players that I think um, will, will continue this throughout the season. <laughs> yeah, they've been outstanding. I think he's been an absolutely wonderful sign. Everyone talks about Stephen A. Smith, but I think Harden has been absolutely wonderful for them. Oh yeah, he's been a outstanding sign for them. He really has. He's uh, he's what wonders to say the least, mate. And everyone thought Hearts would oh go downhill when they got rid of Lafferty. And like oh no, like oh no, this could be it for Hearts. But my God, they've totally proved everyone wrong. They're kicking on and doing fantastic, you know. But they've got some tough fixtures coming up in the next month or so. They've got obviously Rangers at Ibrox on Sunday, then they've got Aberdeen at home, then they've got the League Cup semi against Celtic, then they've got Hibs at home, then they've got uh, Celtic at Parkhead. See by the end of uh, the month, do you think they'll be top of the league? Because um, that's a tough, uh, they've got some really tough fixtures here. They have. To, to, to find our season, um I think I think they'll come through it. I don't know if they'll be top, but as was well as I said, the five points clear. Um, based on teams current form, you would have to say yes. Um, but based on my head, I would have to say no. I think I think they'll they won't get to the final. Um, I think. So. Do you think it'll be an old firm final? I think it'll be an old firm final. As much as Hearts have been great this season. And, uh, obviously, they're a bit Celtic already. Celtic just know how to get to finals, and they know how to get there. Um, and I think I think it will be an old from final, yeah. But see if they continue this. Well, they're in good form right now, Hearts. And right, I'm going to say it now, right? If they beat Rangers this Sunday, which I don't think they will, but if they do, I'm going to say it now, they are going to be title contenders. If they beat Rangers this Sunday. Well, yeah, you can't argue against that. Obviously. Unbeaten, six wins out of seven. Obviously, drop points against Livingston. Uh, our home form has been fantastic this season, and I expect I expect a tough game. Um, yeah, but I think I think we'll, I think we'll, we'll win. I, I think um, Rangers will win as well, mate. But I'm just saying, if Hearts actually do the unthinkable and beat uh-huh. both of them, and we're not even ten games in, if they manage to do that this Sunday, my God, I would. It'll be very ignorant not to consider them title contenders. It would be. And Hearts fans would be entitled to, to be annoyed if we didn't consider them title contenders. Um, they, they say the table starts to get actual shape in about 10 games. Well, if Hearts beat us on Sunday, that's 8 games. Um, you'd have to admit um, it's hard to get against them being title contenders at that point. Um, but we'll wait and see. We don't, get, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves here. We'll wait and see. But, um, yeah. yeah I'm still very confident. I'm still very confident going into this game. I think Rangers will win. Because our home form is so good and the players will be up for it and it will be tough. It will be tough. But I'm very confident we'll get the job done 
and that'll be a big result. That I think if we beat Hearts this Sunday, we can kick on from kick on from this in the league. Yes, definitely. I think we've 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 had a good start, right? Um, in terms of Europe and that, the league. Well, no, that's not been the greatest start so far. Three wins, two draws, two losses. Mm-hmm. Um, for a Rangers team that's supposed to be title contenders, you would say that's not a good start. Um, but if we beat Hearts on Sunday, like you said, that should hopefully kickstart us. Kickstart our domestic season, and we can go on from there and hopefully come the end of the season. Up there. Exactly, you're right, mate. And then we'll move on. We'll talk about uh, Kamala and uh, Motherwell. Obviously, Kelly um, doing well just now, so they are. Uh, Greg Stewart is killing it right now at Kamala. Mate, that's 3 and 4 for him just now. He's, he's doing fantastic. Yeah, and I think it's obviously that, that central role that Steve Clark's given him um, is, is, is he's really taking the reins of that They're keeping Boyd out of the team and it's not like Chris Boyd is any slouch. He was great last season. He was outstanding. Exactly. He was one of the nominees for Player of the Year. So they're keeping Chris Boyd out of the team, mate. So Kilmarnock in the final third up front, mate, they are they've got no worries whatsoever. Not not at all. And there's question there was questions like could Steve Clark continue this form from last season to this season? And the answer is a big resounding fat yes. Yeah. Um and Kilmarnock should have. I think they should be. They should be looking at top six definitely. Um, uh, and they getting top six. Well. Yeah. Um, they obviously came from behind, um, but they showed that they've got real quality throughout the squad, and obviously came back for a convincing win. Mhm. Yeah, and Chris Barkey's coming on in that bit of game as well. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Um, obviously, you know, last few seasons he's drifted around, he's round, um, but Steve Clark's getting the best out of him and. He's starting to show his experience as well now, which is great to see. Yeah, exactly, and scored a, a fantastic strike against Celtic last week. So Exactly, that was a brilliant strike, right? and I suppose. Exactly, but Motherwell, they've got problems right now, they're not in a good run of form. No, they're not, and um, their manager, Robinson, came out after the My God, we said in the podcast, <laughs> this will be it for Neil McCann. There'll be cuttings for him, it'll be gone. And Dundee shot everybody and they beat Hamilton 2 0 convincingly. What a result that was for Neil McCann and Dundee, honestly. It's what I was meaning there convincingly. Like they, they definitely dominate possession. They are hundred percent. They dominate possession. They done when they had the ball. They done productive stuff with it, right? Yeah. And obviously, as you were saying, Hamilton had great chances. Hit the bar uh, a couple times. They, Hamilton, obviously, you can say they were unlucky, but Dundee, they I felt as though they were convincing winners. At the end of the day, they worked so hard and they kept a clean sheet. Which is brilliant for them because defensively they've been horrendous all season. And Hamilton, it's not like their defence is anything special. Their defence is really bad. And Hamilton are very unpredictable right now, mate. Like, one minute they would get a great result. They beat St Mirren last weekend. Beat St Mirren 3-0 last weekend. Then they played Dundee, who was... Dundee was rock bottom of the league and they get beat 2-0 at home. 
they're very unpredictable. See Hamilton, you just can't like you can't you don't know what Hamilton's going to turn up. You don't, and it's just a team that you think they're going to go down every year, then they, they put up performance, then they'll get beat, like you said, and they're so unpredictable, and that, that can be a good or bad thing, because a team can into this game and think, like you said, what happens going to turn up here, um, and they're just a very inconsistent team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that was a massive, massive result for Neil McCann, and obviously yeah. he's got a lifeline now, so he has, but he needs to build on this. Because that can give Dundee a massive uh, confidence boost, which they were they've been needing for a long, long time. And so Dundee can kick on from this, or it will just go back to the way it was before. But they need to build on this win and carry this momentum on. Definitely. And uh, so we'll obviously before we wrap up, I obviously need to mention. Uh, but briefly, we'll mention the Celtic Aberdeen game from the weekend. There, Celtic one one nil against the, the Sheep and Scott McKenna no no Scott McKenna sorry Scott Sinclair who was getting it stinking of all three of us last week in the podcast goes ahead and scores a back heel against Aberdeen uh, yeah it was that yeah obviously we, we, we've been great critics of Scott Sinclair I still stand by that to be honest um, yeah that's what I mean like, Scott, I still think Scott Sinclair is done at Celtic but my god where did this come from? Just out of nowhere, what a, what a finish. I know, it was, to credit where it's true, that was outstanding. It was, and it was just like, kind of, spur of the moment, obviously, he was facing the other way, and just like, not cheeky back hill, and keeper, I think keeper was taking a back there, yeah, he was like, oh, and next thing you know, it's in the back of the net. Mm-hmm. Um, and fair play to him, he, obviously, he's, he's been in and out of the team, um, but the, I don't know if the obviously manager might not trust him at the moment to start him, but he came on, we have to win that in a very important game, um, and you can't fault him for that. It was a fantastic finish. Yeah, how do you think Aberdeen done? I think, uh, to be fair, I thought Aberdeen didn't play bad at all. Um, they actually went for it for once, which they never do against Celtic. They always try and change it up for whatever reason. Um, but no, I thought they played very well, and I thought they could have easily taken some part of the game. Um, Gary McKay Stephen at one point. Nearly scored. Um, yeah, he had a good uh, dribble, so he did. Man, he was uh, running at Celtic defence and nearly scored. It was, it was in quite an awkward position for him, so it was where he, he literally had to shoot because Craig Gordon was coming out. So he literally, it was like, if he managed to get a good hit in that, I think there's a good chance that would have went in. But it was just like, he was, he was, he was running so fast with the ball, and then he was like, I just need to hit this now. And then and people are saying it was like, oh, what a save. It was like, it, I don't think it was anything special, I'm being honest. It was only because... Uh, Mikai Stephen had all that momentum and he was just running with the ball and he's just like, okay, but I need to just at least hit this now. And he didn't, he did not get enough power behind it. No, I think if he maybe put a wee bit of lift on it, like chipped it a wee bit, so he went back in it. Um, obviously, like you said, it's going so fast, you just, you just hit it and it's, it's hit great cotton. Um, and that also, in the end, that made a difference, like Celtic came out winners. Um, but I think Aberdeen shouldn't be too disheartened by that. They've put in a great performance and they can do that every week. And they should be back up where they belong, but you don't, they're, so, they're, so, they're so inconsistent at the moment. Scott McKenna, he's been offered a two game ban for his yep. uh, challenge on Edward. Um, do you think it's worthy of a two game ban? In my opinion, I think it was a, a yellow at most. It was definitely a foul, but a yellow card at most, in my opinion. But what do you think? I think it looks bad because obviously he was in the air, but. I don't think it was that bad at all. I think, like you said, yellow card would have sufficed. Um, I think it's ridiculous he's been off that two-game ban. I think that's not right at all. No, and obviously it comes back to the inconsistency in refs and bans and all the decisions and things like that. Um, but obviously he's jumped in the air. He's, he's got contact in the ball. And he's in the air. Obviously the momentum's going to take him to the to Edward. Um, there's no malice in it whatsoever. Um, he got the ball in my opinion it was a foul even though he got the ball but two game back I think see when you first see it you're like oh that's a bad one but when you see the replay you're like nah a, f- a free kick a free kick yellow card at most but a two game ban that's not right at all it's ridiculous in my opinion but yeah so before we wrap up mate and we get on to the, the, the fixtures for this weekend um, more chaos more drama Surrounding the SPFL and the semi-finals, um, 
Celtic and Hearts will be getting played at Murrayfield at half one, and Rangers and Aberdeen will be getting played at Hamden at half four. Why did they not come up with this decision at the start? <laughs> I don't know. Like, we're all saying, every single person is saying it's the most logical choice. Uh, but no, the, the good old SF, they know better than us. Um, and obviously they don't. Um, it's very difficult. At least we got there in the end. Um, but the fact they even had to change it in the first place is ridiculous. What do you make of uh, Brendan Rogers saying it's unfair? I think that's laughable. That is laughable, man. Just How's that unfair? Explain it. to me, how is that unfair? I don't know, because obviously it makes sense for Hearts because it's close to them and doesn't get an advantage whatsoever. That's just absolute nonsense. Right, one here a stat, one here a stat, mate, right? Do you know how many times Celtic played at Hamden last year? Four times, right? Do you know how many times Hearts played at Murrayfield last year? Three times. <laughs> so, <laughs> what are they crying about? Honestly, you know, he's trying to say it's not a neutral venue. It clearly is neutral. It is. Just because it's in Edinburgh doesn't mean Hearts have an advantage. Like, obviously, Hamden and Glasgow, does that mean Celtic have got an advantage? I know. Bro, it sounds like he's scared. I'm being honest. <laughs> it, it sounds like he's scared. Like, see if he was that confident in his team, he wouldn't bring that up. He said, oh, fair enough, I don't care where it's getting played. But the fact he's actually brought that up and said it's unfair, I think Brendan Rodgers is scared in case Hearts beat them because Hearts already uh, done them this season, you know? So, exactly. I think, I think he's worried. He, I think the cracks are starting to appear. They are, they've, I yeah. think they've already appeared right now, if I'm being honest. Um, well, they are starting to appear, and obviously the pressure's getting to him a wee bit. Um, it is, did you see his face tonight in the touchline, man? He looked oh, worried. He looked very concerned about what he was seeing. He was like, this is what I need to deal with, you know. And I, I'm, I'll be very surprised if he's there next year, mate. I will be. I will. Even if he goes on to win the league, he knows that he's taking Celtic as far as he can. And you, why not leaving? Why not leaving a high? You know, so that's what I'm. That's probably what he's thinking because two years, the last two years, he's in the Champions League. This year, Europa League, and obviously Rangers have got better. The other teams around Celtic are getting better, and Celtic are declining. So, I think he'll be looking for a an exit, maybe soon or at the end of the season, but. Yeah. He can see all this and that, oh yeah, I love it here, blah blah blah, but the guy's a good manipulator, he is. He is. He just yes. he needs to say that to keep the uh, the Celtic fans sweet, you know. But uh that's the thing, mate. There's big concerns. There is definitely big concerns and the semi finals will be a great occasion and uh, the fact it's a half four kick off I'm looking forward to that, I mean that'll be great. That will be great. But I'll get uh, uh, the fixtures up just now. And I don't care if I'm absolutely steaming, but it has to be done, it's well worth it. <laughs> SPFL fixtures. Right, da, 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 right, hold on. Right, here we go. Right, so, um, Motherwell, Livingston. Livingston obviously flying high, Motherwell not in good form. Um, one no, at least I would say. I'm going to say one each. Um, Aberdeen, St Mirren, St Mirren. Um, yet to win under their new manager, uh, Oren Kearney, I think his name is. Yet um, to get a goal. Yeah, and Aberdeen is not like they're, they're scoring goals so far, are they? No, um, um, what do you think? another 1-0 Aberdeen. 1-0 Aberdeen, I'm going to say... 0-0, no, no. going to go 0-0, no, no. that'll be the most boring game of the weekend. Oh, Dundee, Kelly. Dundee, come on up, my man, that'll be, that'll be something. Obviously uh, Dundee, they got a win, but come on up, they're flying high, and they're a very, very tough opposition. I'm going 2-1 Kelly. I'm going to go 2-0, come on up. Um, the Highbees versus Hamilton. Um, I think, for me, obviously we talked about Hamilton's inconsistency, but I'm going to go for 2-0, 2-0 Hibs. 2-1 Hibs. Um, the most successful club in the world, Rangers. Against Hearts, that he broke. I'm going to go for 2 1 to the Jazz. St Johnson, Celtic. Oh, sorry, I need to get my prediction. Uh, Rangers, Hearts, I'm thinking 2 1 Rangers. Um, St Johnson, Celtic. St Johnson, Celtic, I'm going to go for 2 1 Celtic. One each. <sighs> Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. So we've pretty much covered absolutely everything, mate, and. Uh, We've pretty. We've done an hour, one hour on the podcast, mate. So 
It's all good. It's just the fact that the bake man shot himself to come on. Because uh, Rangers won and Celtic lost. But it's what it is, mate. It's what it is. But um, a pleasure as always. And take care, guys. And we will see you next week. <laughs>